back flowing around the obstacles yet again. Tom Friedley, Radio Zeitgeist, your stop for the art of critical thought and nature of information. Too much information. Muffled, muffled, muffled. Still <laughs> do the crazy domestic scene in Hyde Park. The library. All right, flowing around obstacles here. Going to real clear politics again today. And uh, Tom Nichols at USA Today. This is going to be a good framing of good news, bad news. The bad news is this man um, is speaking pretty well, even though probably a little left or uh, FS egalitarian green in Sprout Dynamics. He's, he's, I'm, he's genuinely worried about the state of America. So am I, and so is Don Beck. That's why here in September, it'll be four years since I met a radio poobah that's been in this business for half a century that said to him, you don't know me, Civil War is coming, I'm the only broadcaster that can stop it. Uh, USA Today, um, written by Tom Nichols, an opinion columnist, published uh, this morning early, 3.15 a.m. it was today. Uh, again, this is, I'm burning at 11.13 a.m. on Thursday, August 19, 2021. Let's jump off in here. Opinion piece that Tom Nichols wrote is, Trump is not ru- ruining, Trump is not ruining democracy. We are. And it's been anguishing to confront. His byline, Tom writes, I was worried long before Trump in the Capitol riot as political jousting turned zealous and well-off friends called America a disastrous mess. He begins, I've written about a lot of unpleasant, even frightening subjects. For most of my career, I have been a specialist in national security affairs, a cheerless area of study. I've written about war, terrorism, and even about the possibility of nuclear apocalypse, a project that required staring at maps and charts of how entire cities would be turned into ash and left for eternity as desolated mass graveyards. And yet nothing was more difficult than writing about democracy in my own country. In the past, I brought a hope, I hope, a scholarly and dispassionate eye to unpleasant, unpleasant subjects. Now I was anguished. I was no longer writing about notional future wars or the faraway Russians. Now I was writing about my own people, my fellow citizens, my friends, my neighbors, my family. And I did not like what I saw. He continues, the people I have always counted on to be patriotic, sensible, and steady like our ancestors had been under far more trying circumstances than our own, were now sirens of drama and complaint. Everything, they said, is as bad as it's ever been. These, they were sure, are the worst times ever. We are all victims. Someone must pay. Our choices have put us on the ropes, he writes. This is not the America in which I was raised. Something was wrong, and I wanted to know why millions of the citizens of my own nation some of them near and dear to me, were now astonishingly embracing illiberalism and authoritarianism. So I wrote Our Own Worst Enemy, in which I identify what I see as the greatest threat to democracy in the United States. We, the people. Tom here, Radio Zeitgeist, says, this Tom is on to something. I know the way out, he doesn't. Uh, Continuing, he writes, this is hard to say, and it was hard to write. It would have been easier to find other culprits and unite with my fellow Americans in a tribal, embracing hatred of globalization, or China, or immigration, all of which are real issues that require wiser policies. 
But democracy is not unwinding because of container ships or communists. It's on the ropes because of our own choices. Yes, the mind. Nothing happens outside of mind. Tom continues, We ourselves have become unwilling to engage in civic life at even the most basic level of regular voting. We ourselves have embraced consumerism that demands ever better and ever cheaper products, no matter what the cost to our own economy. We ourselves have chosen to be solitary viewers of television and social media, and then to express ourselves in public only with performative and childish rage. He continues, I wish I could say that my concerns were only reactions to the noxious rise of Donald Trump, who I voted for twice, and the tragedy that's me checking in with voting twice. In the tragedy, Nichols continues, of the insurrection at the Capitol. Of course, he doesn't mention how Black Lives Matter and Antifa burned down the entire country last year to mostly peaceful protest by the thoroughly corrupt media when George Floyd tragically committed suicide by cop after, um, I believe it was 70 stints in the joint. 70. What happened was tragic. His life is tragic because of the Democratic Party, Tom adds. All right. Uh, but he writes, that is untrue. Long before Trump, long before I began the book, that would become our own worst enemy, I was worried. Nichols continues, the moments that weighed on me accumulated over the years. Friends who had grown up with me in economically strapped circumstances, for example, would tell me how they thought America was a disastrous mess while sailing their boats or sending me pictures from their multiple vacations. Tom's making a good point here, it seems. Political arguments that were once friendly jousting took on an almost religious hue. Yes, Carl Jung, the brain will always do religion in terms of the emotional balance it brings to my team versus your team. It's always those guys. It's projecting shadow issues. The witches, burn them. Black Lives Matter. Punch a Nazi. Wake up white people. All the same, same at the level of mind-brain. Tom continues, moments of weird nostalgia became more common with people remembering grim years of industrial decline with a golden glow that I knew to be false. One of my hometown friends, for example, once pointed to a factory across the street we both lived on as boys and railed to me how he remembered when it was busy and full. But I remember Tom writes, I reminded him that such a memory was literally impossible because the building was already a mostly empty hulk when we broke its windows as kids in the early 1970s. What's going on? Ironically, this growing illiberalism is not the product of bad times, but of a long trend of rising narcissism and a sense of entitlement that was enabled by peace, prosperity, and rapidly improving living standards. This Tom agrees with that Tom there. The United States, he continues, and other democracies have real problems but the rise of a sour and selfish abandonment of democracy is not happening because of social injustice or economic anxiety. The man's on to something here. Continuing, worse, our democracy now practically must run on autopilot independently of a public that is happily and willfully ignorant of the issues and wants nothing to do with the dreary business of governing. I'm in, pal. And with increasing frequency, our form of government is under attack by bored, working, and middle-class citizens led by clever political and television figures who have no use for democracy other than as slogans in window dressing around their need to be the constant center of their own reality show. Yeah, I say let's cancel the Oscars for a decade, for starters. Uh, the January 6th rioters were the most extreme example of the stupefying level of narcissism. Got a park company with him here, but 
give credit where it's due. These insurrections were not disenfranchised or oppressed people trying to engage in a peaceful assembly. And I would add, I want to follow up, this, this was a national security state operation by what I've seen. Not the deep state, the national security state, the military industrial congressional complex by the late Dwight Eisenhower. Anyway, Tom, his lens is almost clear. All right, he moves on. Moving on, they could barely express a coherent political thought. <laughs> that sounds like everybody else, apart from me. I'm barely kidding. Rather, the whole event was a day camp for outing, day camp outing for middle-aged, middle-class, gainfully employed Americans who wanted to be heroes storming Congress and perhaps lynching the vice president in the process and then go back home to sell real estate, attend work retreats in Mexico, and brag about it all on Instagram. Yeah, I'm not sure, pal. Let's see what's up. Let's reach out to him. School him. Uh, revive maturity and stoicism, he continues. Over a half century ago, the writer Eric Hoffer uh, presciently saw the way such madness might overtake the democracies when he warned that anti-democratic mass movements begin not with deprivation and suffering, but with boredom and plenty. Okay, that's a point here, Tom Atz. Our frustration is greater when we have much and want more than when we have nothing and want some. He wrote in 1951, ooh, the year Claire Graves began his great work, to a deliberate fomenter of mass upheavals, the report that people are bored stiff should be at least as encouraging as that they are suffering from intolerable economic or political abuses. Yes, we always have to be focused on a goal. Uh, he continues, the United States has fallen into this very trap. Our parents and grandparents had the fortitude to endure the 20th century with two world wars and an economic disaster. In the 21st century, we lack the resilience even to overcome a pandemic, much less the great trials of a war or a depression. Worse, we are not mature or stoic enough even to endure the prosaic and often dull routines that are part of daily life. We are suffering because we are successful. We are unhappy because we have what we want. Speak for yourself, pal. Uh, time is running out, that he's right about. If we are to recapture our civic life and reinvigorate our liberal and constitutional inheritance, we must stop right now and, unpleasant and searing though it will be, take stock of ourselves and our own role in the decline of our democracy. Oh, look, he's at Radio Free Tom. Hmm, close to mine. I'll reach out to Tom. He's a member of the USA Today's Board of Contributors, professor of the U.S. Naval War College, and an instructor at the Harvard Extension School. His new book, Our Own Worst Enemy, The Assault from Within on Modern Democracy, was published here on the 19th of this month. Tom Freely at Radio underscore Tom on Twitter. The Radio Zeitgeist on Facebook. Uh, there's a big um, capital... This Friday, uh, GOP protest I plan to be part of. So I've got to find the details about it. It's hard to find it in the information age. You know, like Jim uh, Kunzler, our partner in New York, has been covering. We do narratives, not truth. All right, I'm on the case. Like I said to a certain consultant, again, Civil War is coming. I'm the only guy that can stop it. Thanks to Don Beck, Sproul Dynamics, and Stratified Democracy. All right. This Tom read that Tom. This Tom checking out now. Uh, post a link to his stuff on the cloud. You're listening to. All right, some great music news, too. I'll say that for another show. Everything in this universe is perfect. Everything is perfect. 
every up, every down. All right. Oh, yeah. We'll have Deepak Chopra in the fall. Got to touch base with Frank Polche, books his time in New York. Coming up soon, Labor Day, we said we'd touch base. Look for that. Leslie Fest uh, 2021, shaping up. And I'm already, I uh, got a first brick in the brick and mortar in the wall of November International Drum Month. I talked to the Gary Husband. All right, more later on that. Tom Friedley, coming at you. Nascent, coming strong. Watch out, Joe Rogan. You're listening to hashtag Radio Zeitgeist Global Broadcasting Network.